Good evening and welcome to another thrilling episode of the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and along with me as always is... Patrick Terry. And welcome. We have got a another slew of movies to talk about tonight. Some briefly, <laughs> and uh, at least at least one for sure um, that we are going to take a little more time to talk about. And uh, I gave Patrick some homework this week. I, I put him in charge of the game, oh, so yeah. uh, so he he'll be in charge of that. And then we got at least five trailers to talk about, or at least to briefly discuss. And all the trailers, including the trailers for the movies that we've already seen, will be posted on our website. Which, if you follow the Facebook page, will automatically be posted on there as a link that you can go to and check them all out. And, of course, as always, if you're not already a fan to the Facebook fan page, please go ahead and do that for us, and we would sure appreciate it. All right, let's uh, let's start like we always do, man. So, what's new? Um, not much. This week's been kind of slow. Haven't been doing much. Just, um, of course, catching movies. Yeah. Uh, still having an off week as far as the working out. Haven't done that. How far off? <laughs> I'm like not even on the train. Name the blip. Name the blip, huh? Yeah. So we'll we'll try again this week. Okay. See how that goes. Right. Uh, but I'm still with the water, even though I've got lemonade today. But okay. Hey, that that works. <laughs> yeah, that works. That's uh, one thing I've uh, I've kind of compromised with. I guess is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. When me and Grayson go to the movies, uh, way for us to keep the movie experience cheap. Um, since the tickets are cheap, we're in, in the popcorn is free on those days. The small popcorns, of course. Right. Um, I compromise and ask if we can share a lemonade because that way, you know, I'm not. It's not carbonated, so I don't count it as soda. Right. Um, and she likes lemonade, so we just do that. So we just share share a drink instead of me spending five dollars on a water and her spending like three or four dollars on apple juice. Right. So two birds and all that. So. Yeah. Get pretty pricey. Yeah. Quick. Alright. So nothing else? Um, no. Daughter's still doing alright in school? So far so it? good. No no uh no complaints, no issues with homework, so that's a good yeah. that's a good, start. good thing. Yeah. Okay. Um I had a couple of things. I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about it too much, but uh essentially uh, a week ago this past Wednesday, so uh be the Wednesday after we re- we recorded last or or off week Wednesday. <laughs> Um, York and his mom had uh, fostered a dog, and sweet dog was very docile, very loving, very you know just chill dog. Um, one night last week uh, or week before, uh, decided it just kind of I don't know what happened, but it attacked York, bit him in the face. Um, she got him pulled off, got the dog pulled off. York escaped. Um, he's fine. He's actually healed up now, um, but he got two little bite marks on his cheek, and then he got one in his ear, one or two in his ear. Um, so I picked him up. I was at Grayson's dance, and uh, Ruth, was, uh, my wife, was there. So I left, went and picked up York and his mom, took him, took them to the emergency department. York got looked at. They didn't do anything. They flushed it out real good. Sent him home. He was chill the entire time. He was a champ. I was. I couldn't be even prouder. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he was fine. I mean, he's been fine with it, taking the medicine like a champ. And then, uh, yeah, so he's, 
so he hasn't done any martial arts. He hasn't done any sort of extracurricular stuff. Um, but he, uh, but he's doing good. He's healed. You know, he's he's all right. The dog got taken back to the to the rescue place where they uh, where they retrieved it, uh, or where they had fought. You know, got it to foster. But um, otherwise, he's doing good. He took he had his first test for geography for I guess social studies. Uh, he they had to name the continents and the oceans. So he thinks he did good. So I don't. And he actually studied. So that's good. Um, so that's about it for him, other than Minecrafting. <laughs> right. Um, Grayson started, you know, started back dance. Had her first duo lesson yesterday, and then she had her first baseball game yesterday afternoon. And uh, she played catcher and I think third base, and then had a couple of decent hits. More important, she had a blast. Um, so yeah, so she's. Really enjoying both of those things. Um, for myself, I'm. I might be trying to go back to the gym. I don't know. We're. I'm kind of feeling that one out for myself. Uh, depending on the. Yeah, I've got. To, so we'll, we'll, we'll. I'm feeling it out, but. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm still. You know, I was like kicking it with the water and coffee, and then uh, tonight I'm not drinking wine. Um, instead, I've got uh, this rum chata creamer with real rum in it that I got oh, probably a year ago back home um, at a Walmart of all places is with the creamers <laughs> I haven't seen it since and I've only got like three left now but Dang. Uh, yeah so I'm doing coffee and uh, some rum chata creamer so that's that's uh, that's for tonight I guess um, but yeah I guess other than that everything's going alright so we're just um, I finally signed up, signed up for the Regal Regal movie pass thing, so we're uh, we're I'm following on board with you. We're both on the same page. Um, I've only got to use it once. Did oh, you get a large popcorn with a free large popcorn with your first one? No, no, I haven't. Like somebody else told me, said he had a free large popcorn when he signed up, and I looked at my app and I'm like, no, I don't see it. I saw a small popcorn that I earned for a movie I watched, yeah. but not a large. Mm. I must have added that after. Maybe. Yeah. I- Hate that for you. <laughs> I'm not a big pop- popcorn eater anyway. Oh, okay. So right. I finally I have two. I had two free popcorns. I used one. Yeah. This past week, so it's there if I need it. Okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when I said yeah, I think there's a free large popcorn. And she's like, oh, it's a small popcorn. We could upsize it to our like, Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. Either way, I mean, I really don't care either way. And she's like, oh, well, I guess there is a large. Okay. Well, that's weird. That's never happened. Oh my. Like, <laughs> Well, hey, it shows yeah, up I'll take my... whatever. Yeah, I'll t- I was like, I, I'm not picky. I'm not going to eat all of it anyways. Right. You know, I'm going to end up taking it home and let the rest of the family, eat, you know, the rest. Yeah, because when I had the small, the small was enough. Like, I don't see how people do the, the large unless it's like a group sharing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. small was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I could probably do a medium. I could usually do a medium by myself. Right? Yeah. Because um, with the smalls that we get for free, um, and Grace and I go on the Tuesdays, um, I finish mine fairly quickly, and then I end up starting to eat some of hers until she tells me to stop. <laughs> and then I do, because, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, the other thing, real quick. Uh, so, back home from, for those that don't know, I'm from Springfield, Missouri. Um, and uh, so, they had this competition, and I was following it sort of, you know, vicariously, I guess. Because um, I still have, still follow the newspaper and in a couple of the TV stations down there because uh, one of my best friends works at Color 10. Um, so 
you know, follow that. And then the uh, Springfield Newsleader, I guess, had a competition. It's for Captain Springfield. I don't know what all the duties entail. I know whoever wins gets, gets a cape and gets to take over the Captain Springfield Twitter account. Other than that, I don't know much more. Um, but a buddy of mine that uh, used to be a former co-worker and then uh, started hanging out with us, who's a big movie guy as well, probably the, as equal, if not almost a bigger Back to the Future fan than myself, in pretty much everything 80s, although he was born in the 80s. Anyways, um, so his name's Mike Underland, and he put in for Captain Springfield, and you have to vote for it, you know, and uh, whoever wins the most votes goes on the next round, and then they're paired up with different people until a winner's determined. Right. He narrowly won uh, Captain Springfield, so I wanted to give a big shout-out to Mike and a big congratulations. Um, I'm sure you'll do the city proud, and um, can't wait to talk to you because I know I had, uh, when I was messaging him that we were going to talk sometime and talk movies and everything. He can hype up his, and tell me exactly what his duties are for Captain Springfield. So we'll uh, we'll definitely, if we don't record it for this one, we'll record it for uh, the Rack Focus podcast. We'll do one or the other. And uh, be sure it gets out so everybody can hear it. So he's a good dude. So anyways, uh, I guess that's about it. So again, Mike, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Uh, now I expect to see, a, and I can't wait to see the picture of you in the cave. <laughs> All right, Patrick, guess what? You get to go first, because I went first last time. All right. And if you want, um, we can do the game between. Like, after you finish, we can do the game, or we can do it after. I don't care. Okay. Well, first movie I'm going to discuss would be Good Boys. Um, in my mind, I always want to say Bad Boys, because they're, they're being bad. But titled Good Boys. Um, it was released March 11th. For the um, South by Southwest, but then oh, later yeah. re- then later released August sixteenth in the regular theaters. Okay. Uh, the budget was twenty million, and so far it's um, gross forty nine million. So it's made its money back. Okay. Yeah, I mean it follows these three sixth graders. Okay. Um, they're embarking on a journey that at some point is going to kind of test their friendship. But uh, they each have different things going on. One friend is trying to build the courage to talk to his crush. Okay. I uh, got another friend who's good at singing, but he kind of denies it due to peer pressure. So he doesn't really want to follow it because he doesn't know how people think think of him. Right. And then you got another friend whose uh, parents are going through a divorce. Oh, okay. So while they're dealing with that separately, their collective thing is um, this party that they got invited to. Okay. So, as far as the party goes, uh, they're going to have spin the bottle. Oh, right on. And, of course, none of them know anything about kissing. So, they're trying to find, you know, uh, research, figure out what to do. And as you see in the trailer, they go to the internet and they look up certain things and see certain (laughs) things. But um, they ultimately decide to try to spy on a neighbor of theirs, uh, her and her boyfriend, to see if they kissed to get ideas. Right. So, since they couldn't get too close... One of the guys' dad has a drone, so they use the drone to kind of get a little, you know, bird's eye view, and that doesn't go so well. <laughs> so they get there. Of course, it shows it in the trailer, but um, they get the drone taken from these girls, and so they got to try to find a way to get it back. But in doing so, they break it. Uh, so. Break the drone? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's but, probably uh, one of the nice ones, too, not one of those ones you get at Walgreens or somewhere. Yeah, it was pretty nice. That oh. camera, oh, yeah. phone, yeah, it was pretty nice. 
Um, so during their first attempt to get the drone back, one of the guys stole the girl's purse, and in the purse it had drugs. Molly. Oh, shit. So, but um, it's... I'm not going to talk too much about it because I don't, it's still kind of fresh. Yeah. But um, it's funny. It's just the trailers with comedies as always shows most of the funny parts in the movie. Because so. they don't know how, because for whatever reason, trailer editors still don't know how to edit yeah. comedies. Yeah, so some of the big funny moments are actually in the trailer. Okay. And, of course, this is following tweens, 12, 13-year-olds, right. and they're involved in adult situations. Kind of had the same feeling of, like, American Pie, but not white up right up there to that right. level. But um, it was it was entertaining, funny, and at least a worth a watch. Okay, you know, it's worth a watch. I don't know if I'd see it again. But is it is it like go see in the theaters or is it wait till it's like Redbox or streaming? I'd say Redbox it or check it out from the library. Okay, yeah. And it's rated R. It's rated R, so yeah, not for kids. So even for though kids. it's even though it's starring kids, they're 12, 13 years old. It's definitely not for kids. <laughs> Probably can go to their own premiere. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure they did, but yeah. Right, that was a big joke in the trailer. Like you yeah. can't watch a trailer because yeah, so you're starring, yeah, not- but you can't watch a movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, and that was uh, was it just produced by Seth Rogen, or was it also directed? Um, see that. I did I actually didn't do my research on oh, you're, that. No, part. you're fine. I I was curious here. Yeah. Let me. I didn't go. I didn't look that far. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because, so, what makes them? What part? So, because you said they're good boys, but it's but they're being bad. What part of it are they? Are they being bad? Like, is it just because they were trying to snoop on the neighbors well, and stuff like that, or is it just some of the? Well, I mean, they're pretty much they're you know they make the cuss they uh, okay they, they're yeah. like little shits yeah okay. all right yeah. all right all right so they're like yeah they're mean they drop yeah and um yeah Gene Stupnitsky was the director and I guess Seth was the producer then yeah because uh, Lee Eisenberg and the director both co-wrote the movie okay. Because I know it, uh, they kept trying to relate it. And it's like, oh, it's, you know, just like, it's like the next Superbad. Like, I don't know if I'd give it that. <laughs> I, it's like, I think they were just trying to give a frame of reference. Yeah. Because Seth Rogen produced it, so they're... Right. Um, all right. I mean, you know, so, Superbad follow three kids and then this is pretty... Tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just older there and younger here. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Maybe it's a prequel. <laughs> never know. You never know, right? They can probably find a way to make it work. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. So, the next movie I saw was The Kitchen. Okay. Uh, this one is based on a comic book by Vertigo. Mm-hmm. And um, it stars Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, Elizabeth Moss. And the basic premise of this is they are part of a gang family. Okay. And um, fortunate event couple of one unfortunate event has their husbands arrested sent to prison okay uh three years so the premise here is with them in jail someone else takes over the business and says they'll take care of them but they don't really take care of them they send them money but it's not enough money for them to really make ends meet so okay they're hustling them where it was right taking advantage of the fact that they're yeah right like your husbands are away so we can pretty much do what we want okay gotcha uh, so they confirm about it, 
And um, apparently they're short because maybe some, I think some businesses aren't paying what they're supposed to be paying for the services. Yeah, Yeah. protection. So they offer to, you know, have them pay us and then we can get your money. Then maybe you'll be able to pay us more to where we can actually make ends meet. But they take it upon themselves to guess basically be, basically just take over the the racket. Okay, gotcha. And um, one thing about it that was weird, it didn't they didn't really show them struggle, like they just went to a couple businesses and said, hey, they're not providing the service they promised, pay us instead, and then from there they just started things just kind of just kind of went their way. Oh, <laughs> just, okay. Just easy. There wasn't a whole lot of conflict. No, I mean not as far nothing nothing as stopped far as them. That. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, conflict later happened because the ones that took over that didn't like it, so they tried to stop them, strong gotcha. arm them and everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, they had it pretty much made for the most part until uh, the husbands got out and things just kind of fell apart from there. Okay. Yeah. There's a little twist that happens at the end, but I won't right. yeah. discuss it, but uh, kind of didn't really make sense. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of hard to follow. And I haven't read the comic yet. I've, I've wanted to, but I haven't read the comic yet. So I'm curious how, I mean, it's not going to be, I'm sure it's based on it, but not going to follow it. Probably not. For me, yeah. No. Because I know during the first weekend, if you went to see it, they would give you uh, a digital version of the first issue. But oh, okay. yeah. I didn't see it till after that. So. Gotcha. And uh, this is also directorial debut for Andrea Berloff. So this oh. is her first time directing. Okay. A feature cool. film. Uh, so this movie's budget was thirty-seven million. Okay. So far, it's only made back eleven point three. So it's not. Yeah, it's not, not well on the. It's not marketed. I didn't think it was marketed very well. No. Like there's not a whole lot of commercials. There's a few, but it doesn't seem like it's one that's. For a movie like this, it seemed like. Now, granted, you're. I haven't seen it yet. I'd still want to, but I haven't seen it yet. Um. And I'll, I'll get around to it, and then I'll talk about, you know, give my thoughts whenever yeah. whenever I get around to it. But it seemed like a movie like this would be better suited for either a sep- maybe like a late September release or maybe like a March. Somewhere somewhere in there. Yeah. Type. Not quite dumping ground, but kind of close to dumping ground. Yeah. It sure. didn't really seem like a August kind of movie. Or it could be a TV series. That way they could probably develop them Develop better. it better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now is this a period movie? Oh, or does it kind of say? Because it kind of looks like it's kind of based sometime in the seventies. Yeah, I think it's sixties or seventies, but I think it's um, late seventies. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, in this it just says in the seventies. Yeah, I'm just trying to guess from the uh, just from some of the pictures I've seen. Yeah, this Hell's Kitchen takes place in uh, Hell's Kitchen in New York. Okay, that's pre-seventies. That's pretty dear devil, so yeah. they didn't have him to, yeah. <laughs> to to help out. Yeah, and it's DC, so. Yeah, that's true. There's yeah. also that <laughs> valid point. Unless they, unless, <laughs> unless they do a crossover. Okay. What do you think of the performances, though? Because essentially you have two comedians. Yeah, it was. But, you know, I always think comedians make really good dramatic actors. Well, I mean, that was one of the things that made me want to see it, because I'm used to seeing McCarthy and Haddish in comedic mm-hmm. roles. So seeing them play more serious, it was different. I don't know if maybe it was just the first-time director that couldn't pull some things out of them. Right. But, um, I mean, I think they did okay. Yeah. But they probably could have done a lot better. But um, Elizabeth Moss, her character had a little more going on. Okay. 
Um, so, so her the development of her character probably yeah because she was in, more of a focus. Right. I mean, it wasn't really the focus, but, but I mean, you, there was more focus. They to her could character. have. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in. Uh, her husband was abusive. So okay. when he went to jail, she was happy. She was just happy right. to be out of that. And um, so yeah, but she had more of a more of an arc than they did. Gotcha, they they pretty it. much stayed the same. Okay. Um, did you see the movie Widows? No. No. Okay. No. I watched it on. I read boxed it when it finally came out because I missed it in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I'll hold seem, off. I'm cur- I'm curious if this is like the Widows of the 1970s. <laughs> right. So I guess we'll find out after I watch it because I've seen Widows now. So, which is a good movie. <laughs> so I know when I saw but, the trailer for this, I kind of kind of got the Widows vibe just from the trailer. It's like, right. Well, it's kind of maybe similar to that, but I hadn't seen it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, well, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll get my answer after I go see it then. <laughs> yeah. And I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so um, so good. I mean, okay-ish, but you know, yeah, maybe not rush out to go see it. No, it's okay. another maybe wait for Redbox or okay. Library. It. Yeah, it'll probably make its money back on streaming. But it seems like a movie that probably would. You know, that maybe. didn't catch it because it wasn't marketed very well. But everybody likes Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale, and I think Elizabeth Moss was actually in Widows too. Can't remember. Oh, that's where she's from. Someone's gonna be yelling at the. I knew she looked familiar. Yeah, and then okay. she was also in Mad Men as well. Okay. So never and then uh, Melissa McCarthy. If you haven't seen Can You Forgive Me, it's a she got nominated. Well, Richard E. Grant won the Oscar for no. He won. Now I'm gonna mind blanking. This would be one of those things I would normally know right off the top of my head, but I know he got nominated for his part in Can You Ever Forgive Me. Um, and Melissa McCarthy got nothing, although I thought she was amazing in it. Um, but that's one I would recommend for her to watch, or to watch her pull off a really good dramatic role. She okay. plays a, she's really good in that. Um, and then of course Tiffany Haddish is just in every comedy. She's the she, she's the female Kevin Hart right now. She's in everything, pretty much. She's in two animated two animated. Uh, she has two voice acting roles this year alone Secret Life of Pets 2 and Angry Birds 2 okay her voice sounded a little different but I kind of yeah kinda she's in both her. of those and then she's in this so that's three right there and then I think what Night School or whatever yeah. that was I think that was out this year too and I'm sure there's another oh that one where it was her and she played like somebody's friend or something like that I can't think of the name of that one Oh, I know what you're talking about. The one where she gets out of jail. Yeah, yeah. And the dude's catfishing her sister. Yeah. I can't remember the name. I haven't seen that either, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, so yeah. she's in like five movies already. Yeah. They're just off the top of my head. Yeah. Not to mention who, what else she's probably in. Right. But, um. She's putting in work. Yeah, she is. And I'm proud of, you know, and that's good for her. She's, I think she's hilarious. So, um, yeah. Okay. What All else right. we got? So my final movie. Okay. Hmm. It's a movie that I actually almost walked out on. <laughs> have you ever walked? I think we already I've, covered I've, this. Have I've, you ever walked I've out on a movie? Never. I don't think I've ever walked out on a movie or felt like it. And if I have, I don't remember. Okay. I might have just forgot the movie. Okay. But uh, 47 Meters Down Uncaged. Uh, so this came out August 16th of this year. And um, I didn't see the original 47 Meters Down, so I can't compare... To see how related or not. Right. But uh, from some of the re- reviews I saw after seeing the movie, it's only related to it by name only. 
so it's not really picking up on the. So last it's like the Cloverfield universe, where I guess it's not, <laughs> where it's not really a Cloverfield movie. They just kind of went ahead and just, oh, we're just gonna make yeah. one. We're gonna put a line in here to, so that it's. We're gonna make. We're gonna add a line to the script, and then just put a tagline to make it or a, uh, an addendum onto the title to make it to make it part of the universe. Right. They both got sharks, so. Eh. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why don't we just make it Jaws six? I mean, you know. Right. Oh man. So, uh, did have a budget of twelve million, and at the time of me looking it up, it made eleven point three. So it's kind of, at the time, it was close to making some of it back, at least breaking even. Yeah, I think it's at eleven point four right now. Wow. And that's just, and it does just say U.S. So okay. You know. So worldwide, it probably yeah. it probably did that. Yeah. Uh, it does have the same director from the previous movie, so I guess that's got that going for him. <laughs> Don't know how, what that says. Exactly. Um, well, but anyway, this movie also serves, I believe, as a acting debuts for Corinne Fox, who's daughter of Jamie Fox. Oh, okay, right on. And Sistine Stallone, who's daughter of Sylvester Stallone. Right. And the only actor or actress in here that I even recognize was Neil Long, who's mostly, okay. I guess her role is more like a cameo, because yeah. after her portions, you don't see her anymore. Um, yeah. She got she's, paid for a day. She, she pretty, yeah, she pretty much disappears. She just, that. Ha- she just happened to be in the neighborhood. She, she, she was on in. the lot. She was on. She was on the lot. Like, hey, you want to come in for a minute? I said, read this line. All right, perfect. We're good. Yeah, I got five minutes. We'll, 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 we'll make you a check. Yeah. But um, the beginning of the movie when they were doing the character introductions and getting everything, I, I was just sitting there like, man, this is. I don't know where this is going, but I was ready to go. I had my daughter with me. I took her to see it, so I couldn't just walk out. So did she want to see this? She wanted to see it. Okay, so that's why we went to All see right. it, and she wanted. She liked it. I was about to ask you purposely went to go see it. <laughs> no, I was like, I know you got the regal thing, but damn, yeah, man. Yeah, she she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. So that's, okay. that's all that matters. All right. Um, so basically, it's, it's following these fourteen girls uh, diving in a ruined underwater city. Four girls that are teens. They're teens. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because the way you said it, oh. fourteen girls. I'm oh. like. There's 14 girls? <laughs> Four girls that are teens. teens. There we yeah. go. All right. <laughs> they are diving in a ruined underwater city, and they quickly learn that they've entered the territory of the deadliest shark species in the uh, what is it, claustrophobic labyrinth of submerged caves. So, yeah. But before all that, it's just acting is poor. I guess the, the script... Screenwriting was not. Oh, they had a script. Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't. I bet it wasn't waterproof, so they're reading off smudges. <laughs> right. So we're just gonna improv this. But um, up until at the point where we get them in the danger sequence of having to escape, that after that it starts to kind of be interesting. Once if you can make it to that point, you might like everything after. Would you say it's about thirty minutes in or forty-five minutes in? It's. I lost track of time. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it, it like may, I didn't know where I was. <laughs> it, it may have been. It might have been forty-five minutes. It's just. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, if if you happen to make it past the beginning, kudos. <laughs> kudos. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sharks in this movie apparently are blind, due to there not being any sunlight to where they've been trapped. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, I actually don't mind spoiling this because I don't think anybody should see it. I can't recommend it. <laughs> Either way, whether so, it's so, if you're planning, 
if you're planning on wanting to see this, you might fast forward for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, if you saw the previous, actually, I'm not even gonna spoil it. If you seen the, if you saw the previous 47 meters down, and you're set to see the sequel, fine. But that's I that's don't your... recommend it. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't even want to. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> There's better things to do with your time. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I will say that anybody that survived shouldn't have. Gotcha. <laughs> Including the director, the screenwriter, yeah. the producers. Yeah, just, just put them, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, it was probably the worst movie I've seen this year. All right. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> I have nothing more to add. <laughs> so it's August. Yes. End of August, I guess. Uh, and you're marking that one as your the worst one you've seen so far. All right. So it took it's the first one I could even mark as being the worst. <laughs> took eight months to get here. All right. I'm gonna, I'm making a note of that because at the end of the year we're gonna we should do our we'll do our best and worst of the year. Now here's a question. So I've made a log. I have it because I'm a movie nerd like this. I actually have a movie journal where I. Right, either write ideas or different things about uh, what I want to do, either you know, movie related things, either the podcast, either podcasting, or um, you know, I have an idea to write a, a book about movies, and it's more because they're basically all my other friends have written books, not right. about movies, but they've written books about other things, so it's like, uh, it's like, well, I guess I need to write a book because everybody else is doing it, you know be the only time I've actually said that about anything while well, yeah. all my other friends are doing it. Right. Um, anyways, that's still on the... Planning stage. It's not even no planning. It's the word. <laughs> Brainstorming, I guess, is a, probably the better way to put it. Yeah. But that's been on the back burner because right now my priorities, you know, is this. Um, but anyways, I have a journal where I keep a list of all the movies I've seen this year. And actually, I think I still had the list from all the movies I saw last year. Okay. And then I also have all the notes from all the award shows I've watched and who and my picks and all that. Anyways, so I have a list of all the movies I've seen this year. Do you have a list of all the movies you've seen this year? Other than using the, my app for yeah. my reference, uh-huh. I can I can definitely come up with a list of movies I've seen. Okay, but the rest because that way it'll help us figure out you know the go best down the and worst. List. I mean, I could go through. I mean, I could obviously look at mine too and see, right. compare and contrast. All right, so we'll, so that'll, uh, we'll, we'll do, th- we'll do that before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our pre-Christmas <laughs> episode for sure. So, all right, we playing. All right, sorry, am I playing? <laughs> if you're ready, or we can go through that, your. That, now let's go ahead. You've already got. You've already got your uh, high tech. Uh, Patrick invested in a very high-tech uh, tool to use as a as a way to uh, play his game. Yes. It's a very high-density plastic rubber-made container. Yes. <laughs> Only the best. Only the best. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag not a plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, so apparently we had had a had a death as far yep. as an actor. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda passed away. So this game right. is, guess who? Okay. 
Also, or, or no, kind of love movies. Kind of love movies. Kind of love movies. Or kind of fond of, kind of fond of movies. That's how I named it. Kind of fond of movies. So I have eighteen movies. Okay. From Peter Fonda, Henry Fonda, and Bridget Fonda. And six movies each. Okay. And I'm gonna draw randomly. Okay. And um, I'll give you the name of the movie, and you tell me who. Okay. Now that you know if you're right or wrong. Also, I did forget. Uh, Ruth reminded me when I was telling her there that I gave you this homework assignment. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her all the Fonda. She goes, "What about Jane Fonda?" Yeah. I go, "I thought of that too, but I was like, well, wasn't on the list, so." Uh, <laughs> I forgot about Jane Fonda. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if it's not on Golden Pond, I'm not gonna know it. <laughs> so yeah. That name did pop up too. I was like, eh, that, it wasn't on the list. So. That's okay. Three's enough. Stuck with the three. Yeah, yeah, three's enough. Oh, nine to five. That's the other. T- Those are the two Jane Fonda movies I know. I know. Well, I'm more familiar with Bridget. Yeah, yeah. Than the other two. So. Oh yeah, same. So yeah. this is gonna be fun. And mind you, I did not look at IMDb. Oh. I'm I'm literally going to this cold. I'm not studied. I, I mean, now I watched Easy Rider yeah. last week, so I, you know. I've, well, so I've got a little bit. I, I think I'll be okay. Well, let's find out. Should be interesting. Let's, all right. All right. First one. So the first one, Battle of the Bulge. Battle of the Bulge. I'm going to say Henry Fonda. All right. That's correct. Yes. Put it on my left if you're right. Put it on the right if you're wrong. Okay. And then we'll tally up. Yeah. Second one. My name is Nobody. My name is Nobody. Wow. I should have had you do the three of them or neither, because that would have been... Well, I'll bet next time we do this game, we'll do that. We'll do this person, this person, or neither, because that would be fun, too. Yeah. My name is Nobody. I'm going to say Peter Fonda. Nope. Bridget? That's Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> All right. The next one. Meteor. Meteor. Bridget. Nope. That's also Henry. Damn it. <laughs> is it glad? I'm glad this isn't a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be tipsy right now. I am. Nah. Not yet. Army of Darkness. That's gotta be Bridget Fonda because it's... Alright. Time frame. I don't remember her being in it. But that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, apparently her character's name was Linda. I don't know. Okay. Oh. How long it's been since I've seen that? Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, that is Henry. All right. Correct. Yeah. I've seen that one. It's actually pretty good. You know, it's an old Western I actually don't mind watching. Well, this might be easy. Uh, 310 to Yuma. You would think, because there's two of them, though. Oh, there's, really? Yeah, because uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Christian Bale are in the remake, which is also pretty good. But, because um, the second one was made in this. Peter Fonda. Correct. Because that's made in the 70s. <laughs> Correct. I didn't know it was a, two of them. Yep. Uh, I, I, recommend, I also recommend the Russell Crowe Christian Bale one. It's actually pretty good. I forgot who was the villain in that. Like, the third major person. Next one. Should be easy. Kiss of the Dragon. Bridget? All right. All right. <laughs> you would think, but 
movie. Also. Kiss of the Dragon also sounds like a seventies title too. So yeah, <laughs> it's also like... stars Jet Li. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. I didn't see it, but I, I it's weird because so how, I, I don't have like a, I'm not like when people say I have a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. Like when it comes to like documents and stuff like that. Right. But I'm like that with <laughs> with movie uh, movie covers from okay. going to the video store so much. Yeah, it's stupid like that, and I can remember. I will have never seen the movie, but yet I've seen the cover enough times. I could tell you who's in it. Right. So that's it, yeah. All right. Next movie, Fire Creek. Fire Creek. Um. Hmm. Fire Creek. Peter. Nope. Henry. Damn. I, I literally picked these at random. Yeah, and that's the best. And that's what I did with yours too. Yep. Um. Okay. Next one is Monkey Bone. Oh, that's definitely Bridget. Because <laughs> it's a horrible Brenda Fraser movie that I never watched because the the trailer looked terrible. I've only watched the people talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is Future World. Future World. Peter Fonda, because that sounds like a seventies title. Seventies <laughs> sci-fi movie. Cannonball Run. Oh, uh, it's got to be Peter Fonda because, yeah. Peter Fonda is Chief Biker. Yeah, because uh, Bridget wasn't born yet, I don't think. She's like our age, so. All right. Um, Drop Dead Fred. Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Also, as a note, this is where I get to plug another podcast. How did the, if you're not listening to How Did This Get Made and you love movies, you need to do yourself a favor and not only add this to your to your list of podcasts to listen to, but this episode of Drop Dead Fred, they do an episode uh, of Drop Dead Fred like two episodes ago, mm-hmm. and it's seriously one of the funniest ones because it divides the hosts uh, on whether... You're either Team Fred, which is Team Insanity, or or you're that basically Fred is an imaginary friend that uh, or is an extension of Phoebe Cates's character, or you're on Team Sanity, which is Fred is just an imagination, an imaginative figure that is just a little bit nuts, and so you actually agree with the mom that the mom's actually more sane. Anyways. It is definitely worth a listen to, and yeah. it's the most divisive <laughs> thing. It really, de- and it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to listen because the one they did on Hobbs and Shaw, yes, that was hilarious. It was amazing because it it's Adam Scott who's done all the, and they do all the Fast and Furious movies. Okay, as soon as they come out. Yeah, and I forgot about that until so they did Hobbs and Shaw. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it's got Nicole Byer, who I absolutely love because she's on Nailed It, and it's a definitely favorite show in the house. But yeah, yeah. she's hilarious. Yeah, I definitely added it to mine. Yes. And so as far as Drop Dead Fred, she went uncredited as Annabella. Yes. Yep. Because they brought her up in the episode. So that's how, that's the only... Well, then it's in the 90s, so that's how I know it, too. It's pretty fresh. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I never watched that movie. I did. I think I always wanted to, but I don't think I ever did. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Especially the cobweb scene. Yeah. Yeah, you had to I don't remember. just pull up this scene. It's, it's yeah. hilarious. Okay. Um, next one is uh, Wild Hogs. Bridget. 
Nope. Peter. Peter has a cameo because of Easy Rider. Yeah. Yep. That that was Damian one. Tri- Blade. That that seemed like one to trip you up. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, because it's nine or it's two thousands, but yet it's uh, Scar Brothers are showing that one too. So. Next one is Copperhead. Copperhead. Let's say Henry. Peter. Damn it. <laughs> also sounds like a seventies title that I should know, but. Yeah, it had the little um, index cards with the dates written down, but I didn't transfer it to this. Uh, the next one is Ghost Rider. Oh, shit. I've seen this terrible movie. Um, hell, I own this terrible movie because I own all the superhero movies, but I bought it for cheap, so I don't feel like I... Um, Peter Fonda's in that one. Correct. Yeah. Mephistopheles. Yeah. He's like his guide or some nonsense like that. Because West Bentley plays the villain. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is Lake Placid. One of my all-time favorite movies that I will gladly watch a hundred times again. It's definitely Bridget Fonda, hands down. Correct. <laughs> Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt, Betty White, who curses in that movie. And really? it's just like the best thing around. Oh, yeah. She wow. straight up cussing out people. It's basically a giant crocodile. Awesome. It's, or, not crocodile, it's a... Yeah, no, it's a crocodile, it's not a gator. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. I can't wait to show York that one. You'll probably get when he one. gets when he gets older and you know can because it's rated R. Okay. Unless I can, unless it's on TV, and I can record it from like the F, like FX or one of those other channels. Right. And he go watch that version. I cannot wait for him to watch that. If he doesn't watch it here, he'll definitely watch it as mom's. Cause that's, that's one of her and I favorite, favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On the Golden Pond. On Golden Pond. Peter and or uh, Peter Fonda and Jane Fonda actually. Whoa, I got Henry. What is it, Henry? Because he's oh yeah. Damn, Damn it. Because you did didn't you mention this before we started? I mentioned on Golden Pond because yeah because Jane Fonda's also on that too. I think. All right. Watch people are probably yelling. No, she's not. Last one, and I have a bonus one too. Oops. Uh, Godfather three. Oh, Bridget Fonda because she her and Andy Garcia. Earth All right. Yeah. It's, on, it's right there. I think. That's All right. Thing. So this is a bonus. Okay. No real, well. Something you've already seen. You even mentioned it. Easy Rider. Oh, Peter Fonda. Yeah, because we talked about it. Also, Bridget. As a child in commune. Uncredited. Oh, yeah, in the commune. Yeah. Commune. I think I might even read that. Or heard it, saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this. Let's make it the bonus. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, we'll All right, let's that. tally up. Let's see how bad I did. So as far as the ones you got wrong, one, two, yeah, probably three, four, five, six. Six? So 12? Uh, inclu- well, 13 if you include the bonus? Got 12 right. 12 right. Okay. So. All right, I'll take it. 12 out of 18. It's not bad. Not bad for not... For your, I wouldn't say guessing all of them, but I guessed a few. I definitely guessed more than I. I'm guessing the guesses were the ones you mostly got wrong. <laughs> Apparently, I got all the Henry ones. But yeah, Henry Fonda, I remember because I watched Grape to the Wrath because it's on the AFI Top 100, and I was watching it. So uh, when I listened to Unspooled, this is the other podcast I'll plug this week, I guess. 
um, where they're covering the AFI's top 100 movies um, from the 2007 edition. And I was like, I wonder how many of these I've seen. So I went through, and you can actually go to AF to the AFI website, mm-hmm. and they actually have the most current list. And then you can go through and hit the check and check mark off all the ones you've seen. And then I'm sure you can print it off. Um, so before was you know, before we I started listening to the podcast or you know, got too far in. Uh, I went through the website. Uh, seven, I had seen seventy-five out of a hundred. Wow. So I only had. I was like, oh sweet. So I only had twenty-five. I gotta. I gotta watch. So I, I forgot how many I'm down to, but there's not very few, and there's not very many left. Um, but yeah, that's when I went and watched. You know, I checked out from the library and watched. And uh, it's good. It's long. It's not. It's definitely one of those movies that it's not one I. Because I never read the book. Um, but I knew it was about the you know Dust Bowl in Oklahoma and all that during the Depression and all that. So I was like, okay, it just sounded like a topic I didn't really want to you know, read or watch. You know, but right. um, but no, so I finally watched it. And it it was entertaining. It was definitely it's kind of a road movie because they're trying to move to the California to you know start a better life and um, for him and his family and they're always in because they're always in their property and. Because their crops aren't growing, because you know, dust bowl. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. I'd recommend it because if you're if you're wanting to try and do that, you know, expand your film knowledge and and uh, see some good acting, even though it's black and white, there's still some pretty cinemato- cinematography going on. Right. Um, so I'd recommend it for sure. Uh, but just know it's going to be it's not the most exciting movie because it's. Not a whole lot of action. There's a lot of... You know, it's a good character movie. Okay. If that makes sense. So it's more about the performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more about... More about uh, watching the characters and the... And what's going on around them. And how they interact with everybody else. Alright. So for me... I watched... Uh, so... I've been watching movies. I've been hitting my Netflix movies trying to... Get a couple watched. So I watched three on Netflix, um, but I'm gonna I'm actually gonna save them from the other podcast because okay. <laughs> I haven't recorded in a while and I need to I need to record something for that. And so I'm actually gonna save those uh, for that one. The, but I'll go ahead and tell you which ones I'm gonna cover. Um, the first one's called The Great Hack. It's a documentary about uh, basically how easily this guy basically. Sues, basically, you know, tells the government, "Listen, the my identity is being basically the data. You know, my online data is being sold, mm-hmm. and I want to get it back. So basically, all his all his personal information from Facebook, you know, the data collecting, right? And he's like, I want my identity back. So he's trying to do what he can to." Get that back. Meanwhile, there's a whistleblower that worked for um, Cambridge Analytica, which was, if you'd followed, been following the news at all, you know, got in trouble because mm-hmm. um, they used, uh, it was accused of, uh, I guess, selling data and collecting people's data to kind of persuade them to vote a certain way during the 2016 election and it talks to a couple of the people that work there right. and interviews them and follows their journey 
and as you know, especially this one lady, it's a whistleblower. I'm, anyways, kind of already getting into it. Anyways, it's a very well done documentary. If it, it has a point, it has a. To me, I kind of I like it in the same way I like Citizen Four, the Edward Snowden documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't really agree with. Maybe I'm kind of like iffy on him. I just find him fascinating, and I find the whole process, you know, the investigative process and the information you gather from watching it that of holy crap. You know, just there's a couple of times there's a couple of holy crap moments of this has been going on type thing. Right. That I found fascinating and really kept my attention. So um anyways, that one's the great hack. Um I'll talk about that one. And then I watched Always Be My Maybe with uh it's got Randall Park and Ali Wong um, and uh, Keanu Reeves sure. is in it. it. The best part about that movie is the scenes that Keanu Reeves is in it. The second best part is the credits. Um, Randall Park his one is an aspiring musician, you know, in a band, an aspiring musician, but he works with his dad for his dad's heating, heating and air cooling uh, business. So at the end of the movie, uh, he <laughs> there's a song about Keanu Reeves. That uh, Randall Park Randall Park sings and it's hilarious. So it's definitely worth listening to the you know I don't want to say staying because Netflix, right. but you know not hitting stop. It's worth listening you know just watch letting the, the credits run yeah so you can hear the song because it's freaking hilarious. Okay, and I absolutely love it. Um, and then it's a very cute rom com. It's very well done. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, as somebody that likes romantic comedies, it's hard to find good ones anymore so when True. a good one comes around I really you know I'm all about it after I watched the movie I uh, anybody that's a fan of the show The Office knows there's an episode where Jim plays a prank on Dwight where Randall Park uh, actually guest stars on the episode dressed as Jim and knows everything about Dwight and basically the prank is that Jim has been Asian this entire time and and you know Pam's in on the on the joke too, so uh, really kind of messes with Dwight. So there's always been there's always been uh, these different people post different memes. Um, I think one I saw was uh, you know basically uh, people in the office look better in wearing beards, and it shows Steve Carell with after leaving the office has a beard in movies. Um, I saw that. Uh, yeah, and Dwight has a beard now, and then it shows um, John Krasinski, and then the one with the beard is Randall Park with a beard, and I thought that was hilarious. So I sent out a tweet saying uh, at Randall Park, you know, just saw, or no, at John Krasinski, just saw, just watched Always Be My Maybe, you know, really enjoyed you and at Ellie Wong in this movie. Yeah, great performances, very fun. You know, highly recommend. And then I sent it out. Mainly as a joke, but also because I did actually really enjoy the movie. But yeah. I thought, yeah, I'll have some fun with it, too. And I just thought that was kind of clever. Maybe it's not as clever as I think it is, but I don't even care. Right. I enjoyed it. So um, so I'll talk about that one. And then the third one is, uh, it's a very, it qualifies as a feature, but it's an hour and nine minutes. And it's a documentary. Of, uh, I'm already blanking on the name. I hate that when I do that. Um, the direct William William Friedrichson, who directed The Exorcist, forty years later, 
basically made a documentary that, again, it's like an hour and nine minutes long called the, I think it's The Devil and the Priest. And it's on Netflix as well. And he interviews this priest in, uh, about exorcisms. And right. he actually ends up getting permission to film an exorcism. But his crew wasn't allowed, just him. And basically one of those basically nice cameras that also records video. Yeah. That's all that was allowed. Wow. So they filmed the exorcism, which is pretty interesting. And if you're like me, it's kind of skeptical about stuff like that. And, um, you know, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. Maybe it's, his, you know, heightened hysteria or um, some sort of mental illness type thing that's triggering. I don't yeah. know. Something like that that may cause it. It's definitely interesting to watch. So then what I really, I said, man, this would be great if they could, this would be really awesome if they, you know, talk to some doctors or talk to people that might say, well, this is just, this can be debunked by doing this. Right. So after the exorcism, he actually goes to these neurologist doctors and talks to them about ways that this, you know, uh, how this could actually be a neurological thing that causes X, Y, Z. It's very interesting. And then here again, and he interviews different people that have had, you know, they've either witnessed or been a part of. It's very interesting. And he, he, uh, most documentaries, the director isn't part of it. They want the people that he's talking to tell the story. It doesn't really become. But there's some that don't really have a choice. (laughs) Um, This is one of those movies. He's very kind of involved and is, which is fine. It doesn't deter. I mean, it helps because he's kind of the interviewer and kind of helps with that. Right. Um, but again, it's a short one. It's an hour and nine minutes. So I'll talk about those on the other podcast. But um, as far as for this one, I've seen, I took Grayson to go see Angry Birds movie two because she wanted to go see it because she watched the original one um, at, here at the house. I actually took York, I actually took York to see the original in the theater. So I guess I've completed the circle. I've now taken her to see the sequel. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we saw it the bargain day. It was our bargain movie for this week. And wow. <laughs> wow, indeed. That was a rough movie. Now, I'm okay with... I'm all for it. You know, I love taking her to the movies. She's kind of my movie buddy. I like taking York to the movies, too, when yeah. he wants to go to them. Um, whew. Yeah. Not much out for kids right now, and so we saw that. Plus, she liked the first one, so I was like, all right. Um, so, Angry Birds Movie 2 takes, basically, uh, there's Pig Island, there's the Bird Island, and then they discover there's a third island. And, you know, the pigs and the birds kind of get along, but they kind of play, play pranks on each other. And they, uh, they discover there's a third island, so they want to go explore and find out where this third you know who's on this third island if you can name a celebrity they're in this movie if you can name a pseudo celebrity they're in this movie i'm not going to get into who all is in it because it doesn't really matter if you're really that interested in finding out just know the original cast is in it boy i don't know if it was a contractual thing (laughs) or they're like sure i mean voice acting Take a few days to call it. You know, they'll be done. Probably not doing anything. So, yeah. We'll Why not? It. Knock it out. It'd be easy money. <laughs> so, but I was curious to find out who some of the, you know, 
who all was in there because I, I I wasn't holding my interest. I didn't mind checking during the movie and see who see who all was in it. So, it, if anybody that knows me knows that one of my favorite actresses is Nicole Kidman, and come to find out, both of her daughters have credited roles in this movie wow. as I guess the little small birds, I guess. And for anybody that has daughters, for those of you that have daughters and know who Jojo is with the bows and all that nonsense, Jojo has a role, has a part in this movie. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, they literally just pulled people off the street. Wow, even Nicki Minaj. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Literally, everybody's, if you can think of a celebrity, they either they're in it or apparently their kids are in it. Wow. <laughs> Goodness. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, yeah. So hold on, let me find my notes. For, I did, my notes are very short on this because, um, yeah, my daughter loved it. We'll just go with my daughter loved it, or not loved it. She enjoyed it. She was very squirmy. She's like the she was squirmy Lion King. She was even squirmier in this one, which is fine. It's you know, it held her attention, but she. Yeah. She's still squirming, and I'm like, oh my god, just please, I gotta strap you in a seatbelt or something. I don't know. Grab some bungee cords? I'm not sure what. Something. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but you're killing me, Smalls. She did enjoy, she discovered the new, this new thing, because even though we shared the lemonade, yeah. and we got the free popcorns, as for the small bag of Skittles, I got the Ziploc bag of Skittles. I was like, oh, that's the, damn, all right. Which usually wouldn't be a problem because we don't finish them when I was eating candy. I just take them to work. Right. I'm not eating candy. I haven't had Skittles since end of March. So, kind of missed it because I would have gone to town. Anyways, I ended up putting Skittles in the popcorn. She absolutely loves that now. Oh. Um, that's a, That opened up a whole new world to her. Um, anyways, so this movie's budget was $65 million. It's all on the screen. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that. So it's it's you, you definitely see it. Um, it's opening weekend, ten million. <laughs> I'm guessing not bad. But it's a kids movie. They usually, yeah. you should be making more than that on the kids movie. Should at least made half back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You should. You know. So uh, so far, U.S. wise, it's grossed as of like two as of uh, as of uh, this past week as this past Friday. Is gross was twenty two point four million, and then worldwide fifty one point seven. So it's still about God. I got to do math. Fourteen million shy of making its its uh, budget. So chances are there probably won't be a third one. I'm pretty sure there will. <laughs> it's gonna, it's fourteen million shy of making back its budget though. It's probably gonna do it though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll keep. I'll, might... I'll keep an eye because I'm curious. <laughs> Because at fourteen million, and, and granted, it's only been out. It's been out a couple of weeks. Yeah, but, but know, we'll see. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, so far everything has a trilogy. So I know, right? <laughs> I know. Maybe the third one will be direct to DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, it probably will. That <laughs> one will probably now. If it does that, yeah, or goes straight to Netflix. Netflix will buy yeah. anything. Yeah, true. Anybody that's in, seen half of what Netflix puts out, feature-wise, will under will agree with me on that. The Netflix will buy anything, and yeah. just slap the slap their name on it, and then. Say, look what we put out. I'm like, yeah, we know. They'll make a show out of it instead of yeah. a movie. <laughs> they actually do have DVDs, but they don't talk in them. And it's, they're obnoxious. 
York went through them. Mm-hmm. And they're only like 30 seconds to a minute long. They're like little skits. Yeah, okay. They're just, yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> they're, I'm glad he grew out of that. Right. Mm. Um, it had two directors. <laughs> Literally, I wrote down on my notes, I wrote stars. I put everybody exclamation point. <laughs> That's, um, so here's two things. The animation was excellent. That'll be the one thing I'll say that's good about it. The animation was really good. It's very crisp, very... Yeah. Like, the feathers and all that are very detailed. Even in the first one, the animation was actually really good for its time... You know, for that time period a few years ago. But... So that part, they haven't... You know, again, when I say the the budget's on the screen, I mean it's on the screen. Right. Even though they had to pay... I don't even know what... To get all these actors and actresses... You know, musicians, I guess, even. Sure. <laughs> um... To do this, it's the animation is actually is really well done. I think Sony actually put this out also. Yes, because Sony put out *To Grow Off of Pets* too. Yeah, and so why Tiffany Haddish is in both. Hey, they're probably <laughs> like, just I know, right? Same, it's like here we're just going to pay you a lump <laughs> sum for both movies. And they're like, you know what? Go from this studio here over. To, go next door. We need you to record these lines also. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Just pay my run my yeah. check. Yep. <laughs> And then, here's the second comment. Everything else was kind of blah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the story is just not there. The There's some funny points, parts, but most of it was just... Man. Even for a kid's movie, was not great. Like, no. I'd take Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah. It was funnier, I think, than this one. Yeah. And I even, you know, you know, I'd rather go... See, if I had to, only those two to have to... And, I, and Grayson's like, I want to go see one of these two again... Secret Life of Pets 2 is where we're going. Yep. Because I enjoyed that one a lot more. This one was just kind of tough to get through. The jokes just did not land. No. No pun intended. You know. Right. The jokes went out of the slingshot. They just landed in the water. Yeah. Um, Off screen somewhere. Yeah. They didn't didn't (laughs) knock over anything or kill anything. But, yeah. it, It was tough. It's definitely one of those... Like, I thought when I took Grayson to go see Ugly Dolls, that was going to be the tough movie for me to watch this year. It was this one. <laughs> it's a tie right now, I'll be honest. Wow. So I, I saw this before work. And the reason I yeah. went to see it, because mm-hmm. Sony had a thing where you watch Men in Black International, Spider-Man Far From Home, and then Angry Birds, you get all three digital for free. Okay. So I went to see Angry Birds 2 to finish, to fulfill that commitment. So I did that. You took one for the team, didn't you? Yeah, wow. I did. Bless you. Yes. <laughs> I almost fell asleep. I was yeah. like, ah. Oh. I could have walked out any time, but I was like, you know, I'm not I'm already here. here. Yeah, and I'm already here, so. It was over before one, so. There you go. It was cool. Yeah. Um, so that's Angry Birds 2. So, all right. <laughs> so finally, um, to wrap it up, we, uh, we've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The one I've been trying to see four times. Could not see, could not get to a theater because pretty much the only time I could go was at 9.45 at night after the kids were in bed. It was not playing at 9, it was not even playing at 8.30, it was playing at 9.35 or 9.45, the two times that I saw. And then one night it wasn't playing at night. I'm like, wow. And that was Thursday because they were doing the premieres for Angel Has Fallen, not going to see. And, uh, and the other one that came out this week that I forgot about that I'm also not going to see. Ready or Not? No, no. Ready or Not came out the week before. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, it doesn't really matter. 
because yeah. I'm not going to see it either. <laughs> and so those were taken up the other, I guess, the other theater that they would have shown. Okay. So I didn't go Thursday night. I finally forced myself Friday night because uh, I think I was going to go Wednesday night. I didn't go because it was at 9.45 at night, and it's a runtime of two hours and 49 minutes. I go to bed at 9 o'clock. I'm in sleep by 9.30 because kids, where are you at? So, uh, yeah, so I forced myself Friday knowing I had to be up early to go to work Saturday. Right. Kid Got the kids to bed. Life is asleep already. Like, all right, I'm going. I'm just, I got this. I, I was uh, hyping myself up. <laughs> yep. And they don't have coffee at the movie theaters, and they won't let you bring it in. So, yeah, I got my big, I got my my free large popcorn because I had signed up for the Regal Pass thing, um, and I bought a five dollar bottle of water. But I got the, it was a it was a liter, so I'm like, all yeah. right, fine. And then. Uh, I went in there and I was like, "All right, let's do this." I had a private screening; nobody in the theater. I think when I went to see it, there's probably two, three people in there. And I, when I was looking up uh, information on the movie, I saw it came out in July, so it's been out a month. Right. So by this point, yeah, there's not really that many people left going to see it. So I had a private screening, so that was kind of cool. One of the one of two or three times that's ever happened. I love private screenings. Yeah. <laughs> um. I nodded off four times, I'll be honest. Not because the movie was boring or dragged or anything like that. Not even movie related. Just because I'm old and... Not old, but... Um, You're normally asleep at that time. Yeah, yeah, I'm normally asleep. And so... Uh, yeah, so I'm not used to still being up trying to force myself to watch a movie that I do want to see. Right. Um, so, but So I kept trying to eat popcorn to keep me awake and keep drinking water. So, But I sat there. I loved it. I, um, Quentin Tarantino movies for me I go and see every one I try and see them all in theater I didn't see Hateful in theater I waited till I never, never made it out so I ended up uh, watching it when it came to iTunes um, his movies I don't want to say are hit and miss I generally enjoy them I just enjoy some more than others Right. this one if I if I was to go in this not knowing who not knowing anything about the movie, which if you watch the preview you don't know it it doesn't tell you squat about the movie. Not a thing. I wouldn't have known there was a Tarantino movie. Right. Other than all the people he always has in his movies. Um, making their cameos and whatnot. The dialogue it's not structured in the way Tarantino usually kinda of does his fancy dialogue like in Django, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's character talks kind of a, his speech pattern and the words he you know speaks eloquently I guess and it speaks differently yeah. and then same thing for like Inglorious Bastards and uh, has a different kind of dialogue. Hayfoy definitely has a different kind you know just the way they talk and it's not normal it's very specific. Right. So this one just seemed a little more I don't want to say casual but it. Like a normal movie, you know, it's not very... Conversation more like natural. Yeah. I mean, kind of like how, you know, the Coen Brothers. You know you're watching the Coen Brothers movie from the dialogue. It's a very specific kind of dialogue and and rhythm to it. There you go. That's kind of the better way to put it. He has his patented kind of shots, you know, the... You open the trunk and you're like you're looking up at them. Yeah. So, 
that's not even in this one. I'm like, all right. You know, just uh, a lot of things that are very, you could just put a rubber stamp, Tarantino. The only thing I think of, and I'm not, this isn't giving any spoilers away because it's in the trailer, the flamethrower scene. Okay, they use a flamethrower, I think, in uh, in Glorious Bastards. So, yeah. all right, got it. You know, that's kind of the very, you know, there's Germans in it. All right, even though it's a movie within a movie, there's Germans in it, and he's killing Germans. All right, well, there's, and that German's Nazis, I guess, specifically. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. The trailer tells you nothing about the movie. It's enough to get you interested, or at least to kind of let you know who's in the movie. Right. But it tells you nothing. So, reading about it before the movie you know, came out, I'm like, all right, I know there's a little bit, it has something to do about Charles Manson. I know they cast somebody to play Charles Manson. But that's, I don't know how it fits in. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, cool. So basically the movie's about, we have the car, Leonardo DiCaprio, who's plays a, an actor who's kind of in the waning years of his prime, I guess. He's starting to become less relevant. Right. And Brad Pitt plays his stunt double. Or stunt, yeah, his stunt double. And... Basically, they're like best friends because he's been a stunt double for like 10 years or whatever. Right. He used to be on a old Western, and now he's struggling to get parts. He's doing cameos and different roles. Um, an agent comes to him telling him that he wants to get him in Spaghetti Westerns, but he has to film in Italy, and he doesn't want to make Spaghetti Westerns because he knows if he's doing that, he knows he's losing his whatever, I guess, not clout, but um, notoriety he has as an American actor and Right. all the other stuff um, so he it's about so I guess that's their story <laughs> I'm not it's really interesting because I'm like usually there's a specific plot you know you can figure you can tell what's going on you can follow these characters on this on their journey of this plot right I'm like there's really no central plot it's kind of it, I guess it could kind of relate to Pulp Fiction in the way there's no central plot it's just these series of events that occur and they kind of all, they kind of all kind of wink in some sort of way. Right. Because there's Leo's story, there's Brad Pitt's story, and they kind of went together in that sort of way. But they're not, you know, it's not one story of the two of them. You know, It's what I mean? not leading yeah. to anything specific. <laughs> right. Which is not a bad thing. It's mm. just, it's just not, that's not what I was expecting. It seemed more like a documentary in a way. Yeah, yeah, like a biopic. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's Margot Robbie who plays Sharon Tate, um, and uh, who at the time was married to Roman Polanski, who had just moved in next door to Leo DiCaprio's house. So um, there's only one scene with Charles Manson in it, which I found weird, which doesn't tell you anything about the movie. Right. And I'm not giving it, I'm not going to give spoilers because I, I do I did really enjoy this. The performances were amazing. Yeah, it was a fun movie. It was fun and. There's, and again, this is in the trailer. There's a scene uh, where Brad Pitt and Bruce Lee get into a discussion, which then leads into, I think, the best scene of the movie. Yeah. It's definitely my favorite. I laughed so hard during that scene. And the guy that plays Bruce Lee is amazing. He played Bruce Lee perfect to me perfectly. I like, I like, I feel like I'm watching Bruce Lee. Okay. So I, I really enjoyed that part of the movie. The Indian Eye is. I, you, I'm trying to, how do I talk about it without giving anything away? 
I laughed, but didn't. Re- I laughed during that that part. In like a Tarantino movie, there's parts of his movies where you laugh when you know it's kind of morbidly funny. Right. And that entire last scene, I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but this is hilarious. And I was laughing. I'm like, and then I don't want to say it just ended because it didn't just end. It actually had a good ending to it. But I wasn't expecting that to be the ending of the movie. No. If that makes sense. But I really, I did really enjoy it though. So what you saw it too, right? I did. Okay. What do you think? Well, I mean, pretty much like you said. Um, but it seems like I said, it seemed more like a documentary. Like we're just taking a peek inside this actor's kind of fall from his previous stardom, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it's like the agent told him, like, you keep taking these roles where you're the villain now, so the hero, your career is going to be done. Right. And that's basically why he's suggesting he goes to Italy and do these spaghetti westerns. Right. But, you know, of course, um, DiCaprio's character was like, those movies suck. Yeah. But then, you know, he gets called out on his, how many have you seen? Well, only a handful. That's all I need to see. So, right. Yeah. But um, overall, it was just, it was different. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like... Um, Oh, this happens because they did this, or it was just just following them on their journey. Yeah, just but no, yeah. There's no, I don't want to say dilemma. You know, there's right. no conflict. There's conflict in the sense in in there's conflict in each, I guess set piece. I guess you could say, right? Like each each time they had you know they go to a scene, there's you know they have some sort of conflict. Yeah. I so, guess. Yeah, so but scene this happens, but it's not just. It's not the Empty. central conflict. Like right. They have to overcome something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, obviously, Tarantino directed this. So, the editor's first assembly of the movie, mm-hmm. four hours, 20 minutes. Goodness. What I said. I kind of want to see that cut, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, that's almost what, what I thought, too. I'm like, four hours, 20 minutes? Jesus. I mean. I mean, it's just an hour more than Endgame, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it doesn't move as quickly as in game. That's, That's the only true. problem. That's true. Because I saw in game, uh, at a night like a nine thirty show, and I stayed awake the entire time. I didn't nod off once. Same. So maybe it's just I I got more sleep or was better rested. But mm. there's no way I would have made four hours through this one. <laughs> nah. Nope. They they'd had to do a part one and part two. I don't know. Maybe had like a little fifteen minute intermission. Just yeah. walk out, stretch yeah. legs. Something. <laughs> Take a short nap, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the budget was ninety million. Opening weekend, forty-one million. As of right now, one hundred and eight million. So very good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what I found out, so the, uh, and I kind of talked about this before we recorded, the uh, there, there's a scene in the movie where there's again has no, doesn't give really much about this movie. The trivia I wrote down, I made sure it did not give you. Any sort of like I guess spoilers to plot, you know, or plot of the event. Yeah, it's just be. little nuggets of information. So there's an adult movie premiere um, at a theater called the Eros Theater um, that was around in the 70s. It's an adult movie theater, um, and uh, Margot Robbie's character Sharon Tate brings up, "Oh, what's going on uh, at that theater down the road?" And so the character she's with, says, "Oh, that's a." Uh, adult movie premiere. She says, they have those? And he's like, yes. So the theater is apparently the the uh, Eros, Eros, 
ERO is. Yeah. Um, the theater's no longer any, there anymore, but the building's still there, and it's now known as it's now known as what's um, as the New Beverly Theater, which I hear a lot of people talk about that live in LA. Yeah. Um, and apparently Tarantino owns that theater, so he kind of he did not have a cameo in this movie. However, he did um, at least I guess have a some kind of reference, reference to his you know to him. Yeah. Kind of a little wink there for people, I guess, that would know that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, also, Margot Robbie um, had met Sharon Tate's sister, Debbie. And Debbie, you know, had, um, was really impressed with her research of the character and, you know, her sister and um, how serious she was taking the part and everything. Right. She kind of gave her a blessing because of uh, when she talked to her and Tarantino. And Tarantino even brought her to set one day to watch her film, or watch them film some of uh, Sharon's, uh, some of the scenes that involved her sister. She ended up giving uh, Margot Robbie some of Sharon Tate's real jewelry. So, that's some cool. of the jewelry in there is some of her real jewelry. So, that's pretty that's cool. Nice. Get some authentication for sure. Right. Um, so, there's a car, the Cadillac. Mm-hmm. That is uh, DiCaprio's that uh, Brad Pitt. You see Brad Pitt driving. Yeah, that's the same Cadillac from Reservoir Dogs. Really? Yeah, that Tim Roth is, you know, dying in at the beginning of the movie or bleeding out in, I guess you could say. Um, the Cadillac actually belongs to Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs. You know, basically, all of them, Kill Bill, and and uh, you know, yeah, Michael Madsen had a cameo in this one also. Right. As part of the gang, uh, it's the same one. So yeah, it's the same one uh, used in Red, Reservoir Dogs. The car <laughs> has more screen time than Michael Madsen in this movie. The car has shown <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that was fun. I was like, I was like, I wonder if it gets uh, royalty checks. It should. <laughs> gets, so, <laughs> it's like I'm like, my car, so I need my yeah, yeah. check. The car, car gets money too. Gets paid too. Um, keep it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Tarantino apparently worked on the screenplay for five years. Wow. He considers this his most personal movie. I guess it's kind of like his love letter to Hollywood. Yeah. Because um, the set pieces, the they actually closed down one of the highways from 12 to 2 for them to shoot so they could put all these vintage cars on the road. So there's no visual effects while they're shooting this, this is all you know, calls from that time period. Okay, that so were being driven. That's one thing I was like, how they got it looking? How do they make and it look? Like when they transform uh, Hollywood Boulevard, it took a lot. That they there was a lot of kind of pushback mm-hmm. at the beginning for them to put new facades on the front of these uh, stores, right? Um, and buildings uh, to so they can get depict the time period accurately. They finally, you know, kind of gave in. And then once they got done filming, a lot of the businesses actually kind of came around and asked if they could kind of keep them. Right. Because they liked the way it looked. They liked the nostalgic look to it. So they, they just, yeah, sure. Awesome. I mean, what are they going to do? Throw it away anyway. So I was going to say, yeah. So that was cool. And then uh, there's a, a line when Manson comes, you know, knocking on one of the doors and uh, is asking for Terry and Candy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, no, this is Roman Polanski's house now, Terry and Candy. Terry and Candy aren't here. 
So apparently Terry is Terry Melcher, who is Doris Day's son. Um, the actress Doris Day is her son, and Candy is in reference to Candace Bergen, hmm. aka Murphy Brown from TV. Or if you like, if you're like me, like old time radio, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Edgar Bergen was the guy that they had a radio show, and uh, he basically voiced a mannequin named Charlie McCarthy. And hmm. Bergen's Ken, Kenny Bergen's dad. So. Yeah, so Terry and Candy is Doris Day's son and Ken Spurgeon, so I think that's it. I've got for trivia for that one. Everything else kind of is, uh, it's interesting, but not interesting enough to kind of cover. Plus, some of it kind of gives away um, some of the elements to the movie, and I don't really want to get into. Um, but I do like, I, I'm curious to see if any nominations come out of this. As far as like either DiCaprio or Pitt, because I thought they were really good. Yeah. I think DiCaprio was really good in playing his, you know, as he acts as an actor. Right. So within, while they're shooting the movie, and uh, I will tell this one other piece of trivia was this is one of the first movies where Tarantino's actually allowed there to be improvisation and and actually. Uh, there's this, you know, there's this one scene where DiCaprio um, gets mad at himself and he's in his trailer and he's so basically was, yelling at himself and kind that of... That was improv? Yeah, that was all improv. So... I felt that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Cause they even showed it in the trailer, so it's not really... Yeah, but it's it, it's really well done. So, anyways, I, I, I'm curious to see if anything happens. I think what might hurt... What might hurt it is that it's an August release. Because this, I mean, they got, according, you know, according to reports, when they screened this in, I'm always going to think I'm going to pronounce it, Con, C-A-N-N-E-S, it's French. Yeah. At that film festival, they uh, apparently got a seven-minute standing ovation. Wow. I'm not sure how much of that's true, because sometimes, you know, they kind of like to hype that up to kind of get people to want to come to the theater and see it. Yeah. But, no, um, yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. Um, is it one to see in theater? I think so, because there is some good scope. You know, some outdoor scenes where there's a lot of scope to be um, to be seen, and it's shown. And I like when they show the either the TV show, them filming like the TV show, or them filming the movie. Mm-hmm. It's shot the screen gets smaller because it's shot just like it would be, and then it gets expanded out when they're not doing that. Okay. Different aspects. Yeah, different aspects. So I I would recommend it. Plus, it's beautiful. California scenery to be seen, so should you know? I'd recommend it if you don't. Now, will you not get the point? I mean, I don't want to say get the point. Will you feel cheapened if you don't see it in the theater? No, because it's a Tarantino movie. It's it's going to be good no matter what size screen. True. You see it on, it still be an entertaining movie. Yeah. So, uh, so that's my thought on that one. I'm glad I finally got around to see it. I did like the portions when they were showing Caprio's work. Yeah. During that time, how they blended him in with actual footage. Right. Showing Sharon Tate, it blended her in with actual footage yes. of her movies. I was like, it seamless. Yeah, seamless. I agree. Um, let's see. Like I said, there's a lot more awesome trivia. If you get around to seeing it, go to IMDb, look up the trivia, and and uh, and read that. It's it's uh, there's a lot of fascinating information about it that I'm you know I didn't really want to get into because some things you should just 
do on your own, I think. <laughs> um, all right, so there's five trailers. I'm just going to kind of more or less kind of run through real quick. Um, these trailers will be on the page, on our on our page. Uh, so it'll be the easiest way to just go click on that and then go check it out. And then you just watch the trailers there and then boom, boom, boom. So first one, uh, I saw Friday that it got dropped, but it's not. I actually had to search it on IMDb. It's not on the IMDb trailer page yet. So anyways, movie called Bombshell. It's a, uh, it talks about, uh, or it's a biopic about uh, the basically the women of Fox News uh, and the whole sexual harassment, Roger Ailes thing. So Charlize Theron plays Megan Kelly. Nicole Kidman plays Gretchen Carlson. Margot Robbie's in it, but she, her character is actually a fictitious character, more or less made from the movie. Um, it's a, it's a teaser one, it's only like a minute minute twenty six. I think only one one line is said, but it looks looks interesting. Um, it's Nicole, so I'm gonna go see it. Um, and it's a biopic, so it always makes it easy for me. Want to go see? Uh, next one is Dolomite is my name. It's Eddie Murphy in a non Disney movie, right? <laughs> in a non grown ups or daddy gay daycare type of movie, right? A non kids movie. <laughs> Let's put it that way. True. So I am definitely intrigued, and it's got an all star cast, and it's coming to Netflix. So cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Having not seen any of the Dolomite movies, I've only heard it reference, or I remember it from House Party because Robin, Robin Harris used to always talk about it. Yeah. So I'm like, I just thought it was that. I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> so, um, so that's coming out. There's a foreign language film um, called Parasite that has been hitting the has been hitting the festivals that, and it's doing. I mean, it's getting a lot of uh, praise it's a uh, it's I believe Japanese film and it's starts out kind of an interesting drama and then I think turns into and then I think pro from what I could tell from the trailer kind of midway through maybe turns into a thriller or a horror movie it does what a good trailer does which is get you interested enough to want to go see it it doesn't tell you too much no <laughs> it tells you just enough that you want to know alright I gotta see what's going on here um, and then another one called The Report. It is Adam Driver, Annette Benning, and Michael C. Hall, and John Hamm all going to see this. Or, I'm not going to see this. All in this movie. They're probably going to see it for the premiere. Yeah. Um, anyways, they're all in this. They're, it's about Adam Driver plays a guy that uh, works for the government that went, that uncovers the whole waterboarding uh, the government doing waterboarding and brings it to light and uh, based on obviously based on a true story so or real events at least and it looks very interesting I'm I'll, I'll yeah I'm very intrigued by it so and then lastly so D23 which is Disney's big expo thing uh, was this past weekend mm-hmm. and some of the news uh Apparently, I guess they showed some scenes, some footage from the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. They released a poster from it. Looks, I'm sure, why not? I mean, if you've seen Star Wars, you're going to go see it, so it's not like... They didn't, but they didn't re, 
they didn't release any new trailers or release said footage. Just footage was shown. Right. So, and I haven't come across it yet. Curious about it, though. Yeah, and they released, uh, and apparently did the same thing for the Black Widow movie, too. Which says it's, uh, from what I read, it's closer to, it's going to be a lot like uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's supposed to take place, I think, after Civil War, or but between Winter Soldier and Civil War, something like that. It's a prequel. Okay. <laughs> it's a prequel. Um, I mean, I love, when, to me, I don't care, I mean, I know you'll disagree, Winter Soldier is still my favorite Marvel movie. Because my, now is my argument for this whenever I talk to people about that is that you can strip away all the costumes. You can take away the costumes and and the superpowers, and it's still an amazing espionage movie. Yeah. And I still wish they were just. I still wish Marvel would release this in black and white, because I think be this cool. would be amazing in black and white. It's That'd like a cool. nice espionage noir film. Yeah. So good on it, Marvel. Not doing anything else. Why not? Um, yeah. So I'm all yeah. for it if it's like that. Um, but the one thing they did drop was the trailer for Lady and the Tramp. And I'm not doing the air quotes this time. Live action. Because guess what? This has real people in it. And actually real dogs. Yeah. But also, you could tell there's also CG too. Because that's how their mouths move and all that. <laughs> but it actually looks kind of cute. Like I'm not just kind of groaning at, oh God, another live action. Although I'm still groaning because there's... They're still doing all the live actions. Remakes. <laughs> yes. But this looks cute. So, yeah. I, don't, I won't feel bad when my daughter says she wants to see this. I'll be like, okay, yeah, this one looks cute. So, yeah. And so that the, all those will be available and ready to go. So, I... Uh, and we're done. I think that's it. We finally got... Guess what? You know how we didn't have a whole lot to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're still at an hour and... We're still going to be at the same time we were last last episode. Dang. Well, oh well. At least we're consistent. Yes. Um, and some, I guess, not really news, but um, for next week, or next week, uh, for next episode, if everything still pans out, we're going to have a special guest with us, um, one of our co-workers, but he's also a, a he's a, I guess, I don't even know, I'll have to have him classify what he, he is. He's a, I would say a, a musical artist. He's a rapper, but he's a, he's a, I guess, a inspirational rapper. So like Christian music, but right, Christian rap, I guess. I'll have him label it. Um, but a friend of mine, Tyvon Gentry, is going to come join us. He's got a new album that's going to be coming out. So uh, give him a chance to hype that up. And uh, also, he loves watching movies. He's also got the Regal card. Right. So, Unlimited. The Trinity. So, the Trinity. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll have him come join us and uh, talk movies and have him tell us about his album. So, it'll be our first official guest. Right. So, that's, you know, with the three, it'll be three of us, I guess. So, um, look forward to that. And um, where do you look, uh, is there any movies you're looking forward to seeing the next two weeks? Well, I think this Friday, Don't Let Go comes out. Okay. Which is about, uh, I believe the dude's a cop. His uh, niece gets killed. Okay. Somehow she calls him two weeks from the past. Okay. It's like a supernatural 
supernatural thriller. So he's trying to help. Kind of like her. a whodunit. Yeah, he's trying to help her prevent that from happening because he's like two weeks in the future, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it sounds like an interesting premise. Yes, it sounds like a very interesting premise. Not sure how the execution will be, but okay, I'm, I'm interested. It's a uh, David Oyelowo. I'm never gonna get that name right, but the guy that played Martin Luther King in Selma, it's him. <laughs> um, okay, and. Uh, trying to think of what else I'm going to go see. Um, I still need to see The Kitchen, so I'll probably try and hit that. And I think I'm finally sold on going to see Ready or Not. I saw that today. Okay, don't talk about it. I can't talk. You can say yes or no. I mean, it's worth checking out. Okay, all right. I'll go check it out. I'll give it that. All right. (laughs) I enjoy it. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll go check that one out because I think it's getting better reviews or at least... A higher score rotten to me than I probably thought it was going to get. Yeah, I laughed more than I was expecting. Okay, I'd say it's kind of like, like a it's, it's comedy, but it's also kind of a little thriller. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think I want to go see the farewell if it's still out. It's a kind of a smaller independent film. Aquafina's in it. Um, I guess it's about her grandmother passing. Like, is like she's got sick some, and she's, she's sick, supposed to be but, passing. Yes, but nobody wants to tell her that she's gonna pass I'm like so it's that whole conflict because it's the culture she probably already knows like I wish they just stop <laughs> yeah and so it's weird. it's interesting so it looks interesting it's getting a lot of good reviews so I kind of want to check that out um I know in six weeks no three weeks I think three weeks here in Nashville there's the Nashville Jewish Film Festival mm-hmm. that's gonna be starting so I'm may see what may see about trying to go to one of those um and what that what all they got going on and i know in in, uh, rocktober um the nashville film festival which last year i volunteered at and definitely plan on volunteering at again um will be here before you know it so i'm excited about that and um i'm excited Mm -hmm. about some of the movies i've seen on the list so far so I can't wait. I'm hoping we can do a special, a special episode of that one. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what that can work out. I'm gonna try and get in contact with some of the people that are running the festival and see if we can work out something. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Now I'm just rambling. But anyways, uh, those two festivals. If you live in Nashville, um, look those up. See if you're interested in going to those. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. So uh, for me, Jeff and. Patrick, um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Hit us up on, hit us up on the Facebook fan page. Let us know what you think, and obviously tell a friend about it. Um, hit subscribe, you know, so it, this podcast pops up, um, and you don't have to worry about searching for it. It'll just go ahead and pop up in your podcast feed whenever a new one drops. And um, I'll say, you know, be sure to let your, uh, be sure to go check out the library great wealth of resource for movies mm-hmm. so always uh, go help them out because the library is a great resource and there's no reason not to go true plus it's free it's free yeah, yeah. Nashville Davidson Davidson County doesn't do uh, doesn't do fines so take advantage yeah but not too much <laughs> well <laughs> take advantage on saving there you, you know, go that way there you go there you go. So some movie you're not sure about and the library's got it, boom. Boom. There you go. Dude, and one thing, and then we'll end this. 
I finally figured out something. We need to, we really need to, we need, really need to kind of um, take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. I thought of one day, and you never responded back on this, by the way. Oh. I thought of the perfect thing for us that uh, we got, we got to get on stickers or something and say, rocking the dad pod. Rocking the dad pod. Yeah. Because we're both dads and it's a podcast. Yeah. You know, we got dad bods, but we're trying to get rid of them. Trying. So. Instead, we'll just be rocking the dead pod. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I, I wanted to get that out. Because it's also, you know, not only is it, you know, not only is it funny but yet accurate, but it's also a really bad dad joke, which just fits in even more. Yeah. I agree. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for listening. Good night.